0: Welcome to the Next Level Facebook Ads Podcast with Phil Graham. We help you master Facebook ads and give you an unfair advantage over your competition. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Next Level Facebook Ads Podcast, episode 136. I'm Phil Graham. I've got a great show for you guys today, my friends. I'm going to be talking about three very common Facebook ad mistakes many people make that can cost them a lot of money, and we're going to talk about not only what the mistakes are, but how you can avoid making those same mistakes yourself. So there's some great content in today's show. I'm also going to try and keep it kind of short. I apologize in advance. My voice might sound a little weird. My energy level might be a little less because I've got a cold. It kind of sucks. It's not too bad, though, but it still sucks having a cold. But guess what? I've got an episode for you guys. Anyway, I'm recording this because I care about you guys. And I know there's so much misinformation out there. There's so many spammers out there preaching their get rich quick BS and stuff that just doesn't work. Trying to take advantage of you and take your money. And so I'm passionate about delivering value and I'm going to do it even though I have a cold. So uh, I hope, hope you guys are having a great week. I can't believe it's December 16th already. We only have what nine days until Christmas and only a couple weeks left until the new year. This is insane. This is a great time of year. Hope you're enjoying it, by the way. And 2020 is going to be an amazing year. There's so much opportunity. I've got a lot of great upcoming episodes about how to position yourself and succeed in the new year. So make sure you guys watch out for those. Also, if you're looking for a beginner's course on how to run some basic ads, you can go to my freeadcourse.com site and get that course absolutely free. It's freeadcourse.com for beginners. If you're not a beginner, maybe you're looking for some consulting on a pro level, or you need help with your ads. If you're the right fit, then you can go to our website, philgramdigital.com or hit me up on Instagram at philgramdigital. Also, if you ever have any ideas for topics that you want me to cover on a future episode, hit me up on Instagram at Phil Digital. I love hearing from my listeners. We get people doing that all the time. And a lot of these shows are from topics that people suggest and recommend because I want to talk about what you want to learn about and hear about. So feel free to do that as well. So let's jump into the content, my friends. Three big Facebook ad mistakes people make that can cost them a lot of money. Now, I want to mention that 10 episodes ago in episode 126, I did a show that covered four big mistakes. These three today are different than the four from 10 episodes ago. So if you have not heard episode 126, those are really important fundamental mistakes that you want to make sure you're not making. Make sure you go back and listen to that. These three are new, they're different, but still very common and can really mess you up. So let's start with the first one today and that is conversion ads. This one is probably one of the most common mistakes I see that really can cost people a lot of money. So a lot of people run conversion ads without enough conversion data, and that can really mess you up. So when you're running conversion ads, Facebook's algorithm, their machine needs a few things, or else it's going to have a hard time finding conversions for you first and foremost, it needs enough conversions first. So for example, let's say you're selling a product or service and you're you want to find people that are similar to the people that have already bought that product or service. Well, if there's only like five or 10 people that have recently bought it, Facebook can't take those five or 10 people and go out and find a million others that are similar to them because it's just not enough information. They need a lot more than that. So the first and foremost thing when you're running conversion ads is you should typically be having at least 50 conversions per week. If you're running conversion ads. Now, if you're not having 50 conversions a week, there's a couple things you can do. Number one, you can change what the conversion is right now. The conversion might be a sale. If you're not getting 50 a week, maybe you turn the conversion into, into a lead, somebody who gave you their email address or even a page view could be a conversion. So you can change what the conversion is. That's one way to help. What I like to typically do is if we're not getting 50 conversions a week or more, then I will typically run a different type of ad first until we are getting conversions and then I'll switch it to a conversions objective. So I might run a traffic ad or a reach. It kind of depends on many different variables but I'll run something else first until we have enough conversion data. And then when we do, I will then optimize for conversions. If there's just a few conversions here and there and you're not getting 50 a week, it just doesn't give Facebook's machine learning enough data to go with. It's not a big enough sample size. So you wanna make sure you're giving them the data they need to go out and find people that are similar to those people that have converted. There are exceptions for local businesses. But in general, typically, if you're not getting 50 conversions per week, then you might want to look at running an ad that's not conversions based, or you change what the conversion is. But I see a lot of people running conversion ads. And they're not they're getting nowhere near 50 a week, they're getting way less. And it's not working for them. And they're frustrated. And they, they don't know why. So that's, A big reason why is because you're not giving Facebook enough data in order for them to work for you. There's a few other things that could be happening as well though. So in addition to having enough conversion data from people that actually converted, you also need to have a large enough audience to send the ad to. So let's say you're getting 50 or 100 conversions a week and that is dialed in. If you're sending the ad to an audience of like 30,000 people or just 50,000 people, that's not very many people. That's not really enough for Facebook to work with typically when it comes to conversions. You need to try and send that out to a much larger audience. So if I have an audience of 30 or 50,000 people, I'm usually going with the reach or traffic objective or something like that. And like I said, there's some exceptions for local businesses. But if you can, what I like to do is have conversion ads running to 500,000 people on up, sometimes even one, two, three million people or more because that will give Facebook plenty of people to work with as long as you have enough conversions for them to also work with. So make sure you're not making the mistake of running conversion ads to small audiences that are too small because that could also hurt you potentially. And then the last part is your budget. So let's say you've got plenty of conversions every week. And you've got a big audience. Let's say you've got like a million people in your audience, but then you're only budgeting $5 a day for your conversion ad. Well, that's not giving Facebook enough budget to work and test with either. So you want to make sure that you've got enough conversions, a big enough audience and a big enough budget for Facebook's machine learning to go out and find people that are similar to the people that converted. When you hit the mark on all three of those things, you give yourself a very good chance for success. And when you don't, then your results may not be what you want. So my best advice when it comes to conversions is to check all three of those things and see if they're on point. And if they're not, what I like to do, like I said earlier, is test and run something different first, like a traffic campaign, start getting conversions, and then eventually switch it over a conversions objective and grow from there. So that my friends is number one. Let's jump to number two. I'm going to try and keep this quick because like I said, not feeling 100% and I don't want to start coughing on you guys. (laughs) So number two, a lot of people do not optimize their ad objectives for devices. Now I don't see this talked about very much. And it's actually really, really powerful. So When somebody is on desktop, the data tells us, this is data, lots and lots of data through many accounts that we've looked at. The data tells us that in general, the chances of a desktop user clicking off of Facebook and going to your landing page or your website to take an action is typically higher than somebody who's on a cell phone, who's on mobile, that's going to go off site. So what I like to do, we still send offsite ads to mobile people as well. But a lot of times, desktop will overperform on the conversions when we're sending people to our own website or landing page. So what we'll do is we'll inexpensively get their attention on mobile specifically using the mobile device targeting. And then we'll retarget that attention with desktop only targeting, when we want them to take an action off of Facebook, like, you know, uh, attend a webinar, opt in for something, buy something, whatever the case may be. And many times that works really well for us. Because again, when people are on their phone, they're a little bit less likely to go to another website off of Facebook, while they're on their phone and then take an action. It still happens, and we still test it, but when they're on desktop, the likelihood is much higher typically for them to do that. So if you have not tested that, I highly recommend you do that because you might be shocked at what happens and how that could help you. Now, a couple quick things when it comes to mobile. I still love mobile. I mean, look, look, everybody's got a phone. Like That is what, how most people use the internet now. So don't get me wrong. We send ads to people on mobile all the time. For one thing, I like to use that for inexpensive attention at the top of the funnel. Another thing I like to use it for is lead ads. So if you want to get their email, if you want them to opt into something, something of value, please don't just do some dumb three tips thing that doesn't have much value. Give them something really valuable. Do a lead ad to people that are on mobile and then test. You can still test a lead ad on desktop, but then test a landing page opt-in to people that are on desktop and see how that works. If you optimize your message and you optimize what you want to happen by device, and then you test and see what works best. And then you scale that specific thing that's working best. You give yourself a much better chance of success than just randomly just running ads without doing any of that stuff. So that can work really, really well. Make sure you guys test it out. And lastly, number three big mistake people make that cost them a lot of money is creative that does not get attention this is huge this is so common i see it all the time you could have everything perfect in your business in your funnel you could have the perfect landing page the perfect follow up sequences perfect emails the best product or service in the world but if you don't get somebody's attention first and this is a cold i'm talking about with a cold audience and that's who you should be going for because you can scale that to the moon and back and make potentially a lot of money. If you don't get their attention first, none of that other stuff matters. None of it. How do you get their attention? You get their attention a couple different ways. Number one, when you're running ads, you get it either from the image you use or the thumbnail of your video, if you're doing a video ad. And then number two, the headline. And then three, to a lesser extent, the copy, if there's also some ad copy. So let's start with number one the image or the video thumbnail. That is super important. What a lot of people do is they run these images or thumbnails that kind of looks like everything else that's on Facebook. They're like, yeah, I'm going to run this because I've seen this a lot and it kind of fits in. Well, what you should be thinking is the opposite. What can you do? What kind of image can you use that's completely different than what you typically see on Facebook? Whether it's what's in the image or the colors or the style of the image, whatever the case may be, what can you do that completely stands out so that it actually gets attention? Don't do what everybody else is doing. Do what stands out. Look in your feed, scroll through a bunch of ads and posts, and then ask yourself, hey, would the image or thumbnail you're using look completely different than all of that? Yes or no? What I like to do is if it's an image or a thumbnail, I like to use bold and vibrant colors a lot of times. Sometimes I'll use something really unexpected in an image. Like we used like a pink elephant once just as a test and it worked really well. So you always want to test this stuff, but you want your image or thumbnail to capture their attention. Because remember, if you don't get their attention, if you just do boring creative, nothing else matters. doesn't matter how good you are. It's not going to work. Use an image or thumbnail that grabs their attention. Think of people scrolling all day through Facebook. What's going to stop them? What's going to stop the scroll? And you want to try that. And then the other thing is, besides the image, is the headline. A lot of people will also scan the headline of an ad. Now, we'll do a couple different things there. Sometimes we test no headline at all because it doesn't even look like an ad many times. And that has worked very well for us, which is cool but we typically have a headline and there's a few different headlines I like to use that work really well for us. One of them is what I call a polarizing headline, something that really polarizes. Another one is curiosity, something that piques somebody's interest in a big way. I also like asking questions in headlines and or making a bold statement any of those four things or maybe even you could use two or three or four of those together all in one headline potentially that could do really well but what you don't want is just a standard boring basic headline because that typically won't get noticed so if you work on your headlines to create something polarizing and interesting and then you use an image or a thumbnail that has vibrant colors that looks different than everything else on facebook you give yourself a much better chance of getting people's attention so that the rest of what you have will get the right attention it needs and then hopefully if that stuff is good which it should be then you can crush it. So if you do that, if you test your ad objectives and devices and then go with what is working based on off of numbers not just guessing and then you don't make mistakes with conversion ads and you get enough conversions and a big enough audience, if you do those things we do it all the time and it crushes for us. It puts us in such a better place and we have a lot of success with that stuff. So it should help you guys as well. So my friends, episode 136 is in the books. I appreciate your attention. Again, if you guys have any questions, if you have any ideas for upcoming show topics, hit me up on Instagram at Phil Digital and I will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Facebook Ads Podcast. Please remember to subscribe and share this with all your friends. For show notes, more tips, and to learn more about Phil, please visit philgramdigital.com slash podcast.